guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Ice Man, Jeff Trunapole. And as always, I bring you sports from a West Side point of view, right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the back to back AFC North champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Not to be a favorite. If you found it, the show hit that like and subscribe button smash that thumbs up you guys are awesome i'm up to 2113 subscribers that is awesome i greatly appreciate some likes some loves got a couple i got a couple likes loves on here already that's awesome so i appreciate it on youtube um so if you're watching on facebook or twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you got a question you want to ask Big Savage Greg, or a question you want to ask me, or just some kind of rant you want to go on about the Reds or whatever, or just want to support the show, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you're looking for a house, a condo, an apartment, if you have a rental property that you just don't want to run anymore, give T-Properties a shot and they will take care of the rest. And as always, as you know, you can see it behind me. You see it, I'm wearing it right now. we got the Jackpot Joey gear. Uh, you go to jackpotjoey9.com. You can order some flags, a hat. Uh, hoodies, t-shirts, sweatshirts, all kinds of stuff. We've got a lot of new things coming out uh, here in the next couple of weeks. And remember, portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow uh, Fund and the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. Also, you can get the delicious award-winning Jackpot Joey beer brewed by Brink Brewery. It is at uh, Cork Bottle, uh, Jungle Gyms. Uh, like I said, supplies are limited right now, but some more will be coming out here in uh, hopefully by March, April. But make sure you go check that out. As well, and if you have not signed up and had your first ever legal bet in Ohio, why in the hell not? Please go sign up with Betfred. They got all kinds of stuff going on out there for you. prop bets. Uh, they had a lot of stuff for the Super Bowl. I'm sure they got stuff for uh, the NBA going on right now. And then we had the red season coming up, so we can bet on them losing 100 games for back-to-back years, or we can bet on them losing more than 65, which is what they're you know predicted to do. Who knows? Anyway, you guys can go there. So make sure you go to betfred.com. What's up to everybody in the chat? Let's see here. I think Stranger was first. So we're up here. Yep, Stranger, you're first. What's up, Stranger? Uh, Nicholas Kent's in there. Chris Porkchop. My boy Ken Hamlin's in there. Uh, Crypt Keeper. Kevin Queen. That's about everybody else. All right. Anyway, let's get to this. This I, I titled this show, Have the Bengals Surpass the Reds as the Favorite Team in Cincinnati. Now, I'll Start out like this before I bring Greg on. When I was a kid, I was born in the 70s. So I was right in the middle of the big red machine, 1975. So that was the first of the back-to-back World Series year. So Reds were huge in my childhood. When I was a huge Pete Rose fan, I was a huge Johnny Bench fan. My grandparents, my grandma loved Johnny Bench. My grandpa loved Pete Rose. I'm born on April 14th, same birthday as Pete Rose. So I was a huge Reds fan growing up. And then 88 rolled around, got Chris Sabo. He became my favorite player. I have all kinds of Chris Sabo stuff. In my in the ice cave here, so I was a huge Reds fan. We would go. Me and my dad went to every opening day from like 1984 to 19. Well, 90 was the home opener, but so technically still you know opening day. We didn't get a chance in 91 because they won the World Series and we didn't get tickets. But then we went from 92 to like 95, and then I moved out of the house and got married. 
I went to a couple of them since then. I mean, we would, I would literally camp out for Reds opening day tickets. That's how much of a Reds fan I, I am. Or I, well, I still have a big Reds fan. But right now it is so disappointing in what the Reds have done. Literally, the Reds have not had a – they've went to the playoffs, I think, three times. Well, four times if you count 2020, which – it's an asterisk if you ask me because they just got in because they had extra playoff teams. Well, let's really count with the ones we count, which is, uh, uh, what was it, 10, 13, and 12. Um, that's it. My son will be 23 this year. My daughter is 18. She'll be turning 19. Three times in their lifetime, the Reds went to the playoffs. I know Greg got some really cool stats about the Bengals, too, so let me bring on Big Savage Greg. What's up, Greg? Robert, how you doing today, buddy? Good, brother. Just, you know, we're getting into baseball season here. And it's just, it was, and I have to give credit to Satori. He's the one that gave me the idea for the uh, show topic. I think it's a pretty good one to, to talk about because forever when I was a kid, this is considered a baseball town. The last two or three years, I think it's more of a football town. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. This year, I'm, yeah, this year, everybody knows the Bengals passed the rest, but I'm talking right now like as king of the mountain and all that, like even like in the Dalton years, we made the playoffs five years in a row. I still felt like people favored the Reds more when right. the Reds only made the playoffs in that time two two times still, I felt. But I think finally now with Joe Burrow, but no offense to the Reds, there's a new sheriff in town, as, as Jordan said to Bird and Magic. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you, you were, we're talking a little bit off, off the air. And mm -hmm. you, I, I, we went through, I went through of how many times the Reds make the playoffs in my son's and daughter's life. Compare that to how many times the Bengals. I know we didn't win a playoff game for a long time, but how many times they actually went and we had winning seasons. I know you got some stats on that. Yeah. So since the, since the year 2000, Bengals played the map, made the playoffs nine times. And as you pointed out for the Reds, technically 2020 is kind of an asterisk year. So it, it is four times, but still even four times. The Bengals have more than twice what the Reds did. And I still think at times, you know, people favor – there's people I talk to that favor the Reds over the Bengals at times. So, and it's just ridiculous. I mean, I'll tell you, that just as far as my childhood goes, mm -hmm. one of my favorite teams, probably my favorite team is the 1990 Cincinnati Reds. I was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. I had the Nasty Boys, Barry Larkin, Eric Davis, Chris oh, yeah. Sable, Lupin. I love that team. Oh, yeah. To me, that's the last really great Reds team we had because we went to we, we still <laughs> we still haven't won a playoff game for the, or a series for the Reds since 1995 when we yeah. swept the Dodgers. That was the last time we won a playoff series, let alone right. went to one. And it's just it's just frustrating because the Bengals are every week. The Reds are every single night during the summertime. I mean, they play almost every every day, yeah. and they go out there and and and. Uh, hopefully they prove us wrong this year. I, I really, I really hope they do. And I, I think it comes down to the young starting pitching. Uh, and I, I mean, Prue Shaw is winning more than 65 games. I don't think they have a shot at the playoffs, but if, if Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo and, and Ashcraft can, can really uh, get better than what they were last year and really become the three aces or the three main guys of our starting pitching, then we might have something. It's still not enough to go to the playoffs. though. but that's the only right hope i think we have uh, for this baseball team this year absolutely so my uncle i hear all the great stories from him i mean he told me stories about p rose joe morgan to this day he still loves talking about it he really wanted to go to reds fest i really did not care for it but i knew he wanted to go so badly and i had a great time at reds fest it's cool to see that stuff i mean i've heard all the stories all the time but it's just like and like you know he was telling me oh they got a great up-and-coming team 
they got they got these players coming up, and I believe that I truly do. But my question to you is this, Strawberry: mm-hmm. Do you trust the people in the driver's seat that are that are controlling the bus right now for the for Reds? the Reds? You're asking, see, I, 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 if Cassidy would shut the hell up, that would make me feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. I, I'll put it this way: I, I like, I, I can at least see the direction they're going. You know, yeah. at least. We didn't just give everybody – we did give a lot of people away. But let's just go back to, like, the 2012-2013 team. We gave those guys away. We flat gave Chapman. We gave uh, 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 all the pitchers we had. We gave uh, uh, Kevin Frazier. I can't, I can't yeah. do that every time. Um, you know, Fra- Flavor Frazier. We gave those guys away. We got nothing for them. We literally got nothing for them. This time around, we did give away some guys. But we – this last – that was last year? When yep. when the yep. crawl started making all the trades yep. and we got yeah this past year and we got prospects we got actual legit number one now the prospects you know so you don't know what's actually going to happen but I can at least see right vision of what to try to do now the thing is are they going to stick with it because they've tried this before and they haven't stuck with it that's right. where Reds fans get pissed off like for me I got so excited in 2020 hell we went all in we we signed uh, yeah. My boy, uh, 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 the Castellanos. We yeah. signed uh, 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 the kid from the the kid from Japan. Um, uh, 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 oh, Shogo. Yeah, Shogo. We signed a lot of guys there. We signed Mike Mustakas, which really hasn't worked out, but we signed him. Let's yeah. We went all in. I'm like, all right, this is great. You know, this is cool. We got some young guys coming up. We'll take over. You know, sprinkle in some veterans to do here. And then the the we we made the playoffs. It was a very frustrating year. You know, 2020 was a whole right. mess up year to begin with. And in 2021, we literally. We're in the thick of the race all the way till August, and all they freaking had to do was go get some what, bullpen up, which people were like, well, they did. They did, but it was too late. <laughs> I mean, too little too late, buddy. Too little too late. But you know what I want to point out? Nobody really talks about. Dick Williams left right when the Reds were just about to give everybody away and all that. You just want – because Dick Williams, when he started out with that Yazio Quig trade, that Homer Bailey thing, that, I mean, like, we didn't do much, but it, it created a bunch of other great moves. Beyond that, I mean, Dick Williams, I just thought was like a little. Dude, that, guy, that guy, that trade got us Trevor Bauer. Yeah. <laughs> it's that young award. That was a pretty damn good trade. Say what you want about Trevor Bauer, he had a great year here. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying that led to other great. Yeah, the, 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 that led to other great things. Like you said, signing Nick Castellanos, doing this, doing that. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Dick Williams says, "I just can't do this anymore." He claims he just didn't want to do it, you know, to do the work because it was it, it was a long, stressful work job. I get that, but you just wonder if he had disagreements with management saying. I don't want well, to be. I, I think he knew they didn't want to spend money and they wanted to go this direction. And, and, yeah. and he went and signed all these guys and he built this championship team, which it was. Yeah. It, they were built to go win a World Series. I, I really believe that with the, the three starting pitchers we had, we had Tre- Trevor Bauer, we had Sonny Gray, and we had Le- Luis Castillo. You can win a World Series with those three as your, your starting pitchers and you weren't willing to keep them, which I mean, Trevor Bauer, I understood it was huge money. But you could have tried to sign somebody else. You could have done something. Yeah. And they didn't do that. And that's where the part where Reds fans like me are like, well, why the hell did you spend all that money in 2020? Then all of a sudden, like, oh, crap, we can't spend any money. Yeah. We're not going to do it. You know, and that, that, but yeah. with the exception of Tucker Barnhart, batters one through eight were all very great batters. We had that was one of the most solid lineups we ever had going literally one through eight. I mean, Tucker Barnhart had his good moments too at times and all that, but we, we had a solid bench. I mean, we were set to win that World Series that year, easily, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I yeah, you're, you're right, Porto. I kind of bring this up because the uh, pitchers and catchers have reported, and I'm not really bengled out, to be honest. I'm, I'm not. I, I, I can no. talk bengals all the time. It's just, I thought it was a pretty good topic that uh, 
uh, Satori Brown. And somebody asked about this this hoodie in the chat. Uh, it's a Jackpot Joey hoodie. Go to jackpotjoey9.com and you can order them there. Um, but the thing is, is, is so you, you answer your question. I, I, I'm waiting to see what happens because they have to me. They better stick with what they're doing and and, and with rebuilding the team because they're legitimately trying to rebuild it. And right. we got a lot of young. We got let's be honest. We have a lot of young, talented players oh, that yeah. could they could turn out to be something. I, I don't know. We have to find that. That's the point of this. Which that's the part to me that will be interesting to watch this year. And like I keep saying, especially the young starting pitchers we have. So it's hard to to. To be, I'm not against it. I mean, yeah, I'd rather them have stuck with what they were doing and, and win a championship game. But the thing I'm worried about is, okay, say that the all these players hit and everything, and we finally get up to the point where we're, we're a playoff contending ball club, and say we, we just missed the playoffs or we go into playoffs again and we lose in the first round or something like that, and then these guys' contracts start coming up. Then what? Are we going to go through the same thing again? Oh, we can't afford them. Oh, we got to let everybody go. I mean, I understand we can't sign everybody, and that's the pipeline. You got to have people in the minor leagues. But the Reds haven't proven they can do that yet. That's what scares me is that they're that once if all this stuff works and these guys hit, that as soon as they get to the point where they're going to be a free, become a free agent, we either trade them or let them go. Yeah, exactly. Like Nick Castellanos. But here's the thing with Nick Castellanos, and I think he was even hurt by this when he was asked this question. The, he said the red. The, he was asked, "Did the Reds even call you and say, hey, look, we we don't even have the money to get you back?'" He said, "They not make one. They never call. called him. They never called him. Never <laughs> if I knew I couldn't get him back, the least I could do is he was such a great. I mean, he was such a great role model to the city of Cincinnati. He loved playing here. He wanted to stay here. I would have at least. I I I know I'm just an amateur with the business side, but I would have at least call him and said, "Look, Nick, thank you so much for what you did. Unfortunately." We just don't have the money to afford you. But I just want to thank you for your time. Th- th- that was a total insult. You could tell he was hurt by that. Oh, yeah. He said there was no offer made. He said, I, I, how can I, I make a decision on, on something when there was no offer made? He, there was literally no offer made, which to right. me almost sounded like he, he might have been willing to work with him or whatever. But I mean, yeah. I mean, but, but, but if you bring him back and you don't bring anybody else back, what's the hell is the point? So, I mean, I do it. But you should at least call the guy and say, all right, look, we're going to go in a different direction. Yeah. Thank you for your service, yada yada. I mean, something like that to not even call him is just ridiculous. And I hope to God that Phil Kessley just shuts up this year and does not ruin opening day because he literally. I mean, I was excited last year because last year would be the first time we had a normal opening day, had the yeah. parade. Because I mean, look, let's be honest, opening day in Cincinnati. I don't care what town you're in. I think we do it better than anybody else. Opening yeah. day parade. It's 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 a it's a holiday for the town. Everybody shows yeah. up. We hang out. If you're not at, at the parade, you're hanging down at the banks. You know, if you're not going to the game, you still hang out at the banks and have a good time, listen to the music and everything. It, it's yes. it, we do a great time, great job of celebrating our our team. And last year when he came out and said, "Where are you going to go?" <laughs> like, well, I think Reds fans showed him last year we're not going to go down to GABP because I think we we're like one of the lowest attended uh, uh, baseball stadiums in, in the whole league last year. No, it's just strawberry. You know what was so funny about that day? I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal because I'm, because I, I didn't know how well it was going to be attending because the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I go to Kroger's that day. Everybody's wearing their red gear. Everybody's so excited. I was even amazed myself. You know, you had the fans all excited. The Bengals just came off of barely losing the Super Bowl. And, you know, that's why I couldn't stand he made that comment. You have all these fans being committed to the Bengals and all that. And then, then you make that comment when you're lucky to have all these fans that are still supporting the team. That's why I didn't understand the most. 
I mean, like when the when everybody's investing into the Bengals right now. I mean, come on, you know. I think the most sorry exciting part of the uh, of the Reds opening day was uh, watching uh, Jackpot Joey throw, throw the first pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, ex- oh, exactly. You know that they, they get like every single Bengals player to throw out that first pitch. Absolutely, I only went to like two games strawberry, and that's because it was free drinks and free food. And buddy, you need free drinks going to see the Reds, <laughs> right? But no, no, yeah, I, I'll, I'll still enjoy myself there if I go, but. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna waste my time getting mad. When I went there one game with a friend of mine, he was like, "Greg, how? Why are you upset? The, why aren't you upset? The Reds lost five nothing." I'm like, "I don't care. I'll go and enjoy myself." That, that's the part. You're getting to the point where you're just ap- apathetic about it. You don't care. All right, Crip here says, uh, "Sell us, Iceman and, and Mr. Luther. Why would why someone who does not live in Cincinnati to buy a baseball ticket this year? I bet you guys can't do it. I can't. I'm not even gonna try. I mean, I mean, unless you." Unless you just like baseball and you want to go see a really cool stadium and and, yeah. and hang out down at the back. I mean, the, the area around the stadium is awesome. The, the stadium itself is awesome. They got a lot of good food down there. But as far as the actual baseball product, I can't sell you on that. No, no. I mean, they, they got a lot of cool stuff down there. It's cool to see, like, the stuff. The Reds Hall of Fame. See, here's the thing, Strawberry. For years, I felt like they tried to sell themselves by their brand, not by if they have a good team. I always see, like, you see the cool history things about the Big Red Machine. Oh, yeah. They- that and the other it's always the brand they sell they never even like when they had some winning teams they always sold by the brand and which gets me to my next step it's been 33 years since they won world series i was born in 87 i don't even remember that i was three years old it's been all it's been 47 years since the big red machine almost a half a century here's the thing damn i'm old it's, it's, I'm sorry, i don't mean to do this as happy as I am for the history, and I collect a bunch of Reds machine memorabilia, I am so happy about the history. But here's the thing: what about now? Yeah, exactly. I'm just tired. This is the one year that their brand finally gets gets come after. I am not happy about it, but I am just so sick and tired of the Bengals being treated like the stepchild to the Reds. I am so tired of it. Yeah, just, I mean, I, I I think it's it's definitely changing. I I, I think the the Bengals are definitely the the number one show in town. And and yeah, I mean they, well, it's smart on the Reds' part as far as bringing up the big red machine because that's really the greatest era in Cincinnati baseball. Oh, but I mean, absolutely. how many times are you going to roll out the great eight? I mean, unfortunately, uh, Joe Morgan has already passed away. Eventually, they're, these guys are they're in their eighties. <laughs> they're eventually yeah, not going to be here anymore. No, they have to do like, something to, the, for the here and now. The when the Reds don't make the playoffs, everybody's like, oh, I'm so excited for next year. But when the Bengals, who do make the playoffs, lose, you hear, oh, same old Bengals who don't care about winning. I'm like, this is hypocritical and all that. And I'm like, I'm just so sick and tired of it. I mean, like, I, I mean, like, I, I've called out, I've, I've called out family members who've come at me with stuff like this. I mean, I, I just get tired of it, man. It's just unbelievable. Now, I have a question, too. Now, this is something I heard on, on Mo Egger's show today. And uh, mm-hmm. some people have a hard time finding the Reds games because it's on Bally Sports. Because, you know, we, we all, well, I won't say all of us, but a lot of us, I, me included, have, have cut the cord. We don't do cable anymore. You, you stream your TV yeah. or whatever. And sometimes you have to have different apps and stuff. Yeah. So I'm wondering, because um, they used to be, the Reds used to be, like, once Fox Sports ran it, they yeah. killed it. I mean, everybody would watch the Reds. That's just something we, I mean, it's just something you do in the summertime. You watch the Reds, you listen to the Reds, whatever. I, I mean, I think it's now that's kind of lost its luster. I mean, People are still going to watch them. Like, I'll, like me, I probably watch them April, and if they're getting their heads kicked in by May, I'm probably going to be. I still watch them, but nowhere close to what I was. The question for me is like, it's like, does that have something to do with it? 
as far as the popularity of trying to find the freaking games. Because, I mean, hell, I'll say that with the UC Bearcat game tonight. Like, <laughs> I'm getting so sick and tired of that stupid thing being on ESPNU because the half time it works, half the time it doesn't. I, I don't have a problem with Valley Sports. I, I always get that one. I don't know about uh, Brent, to you and to the chat. Do you guys have a t- hard time finding the actual Reds games? Well, you know what? That's funny you bring that up because I was with cable at the time and I was like paying God Lord knows how much a month for cable. I could have gone to YouTube TV for a heck of a lot cheaper, but I'm like, no, because Bally Sports, you can only watch the Reds games from cable It's because of Bally Sports and all that. And then I kept it and I just said to myself after a year, I only watched maybe one or two Reds games. What the heck am I doing here? I'm going to YouTube TV now and all. So well, I get- think you can get it like there's a Bally Sport, Sports app. I think yeah. that you can Go that way. You can stream it that way if you want to. How, how much it costs? I have no right. idea. But it's and that, that's just a baseball thing in general. I think it's mm-hmm. it's hard. They don't do a good enough job of promoting their their product and, and promote it because it's like let's be honest, football. Right. If you throw a random football game on a Thursday, it could be a crappy football game. Oh yeah, people will watch it. Yes. Baseball is more regional. It's more about your. But we like me. I don't. I when I was a kid, I used I used to watch. Other baseball teams, I yeah. mean, I, I probably will here and there. I don't do as much as I used to. Yeah. The Reds are on 90% of the time. I'm probably going to watch it unless they're, you know, unless it's getting closer to football season. Then I'll, yeah. I'll probably start paying attention to the Bengals more. But that, that's one of the things I, I think baseball has done a bad job of is trying to figure out how to get people to watch. And, and this whole thing with the shift and halftime you watch it, it's either a home run or you're striking out. I'm like, dude, I like, right, I'll just take the 1990 team. They hit and run. They stole bases. You know, they 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 hit behind runners. There was movement. People were like, "Oh, you sound like an old man," but there was movement. There's constantly stuff, action on the field. Baseball, it's too much. You swing and miss, or you swing, you hit a home run. Then you just watch watch the guy try to around the bases. It's not as fun to watch. I, for me personally, it's like nothing against the NBA, but. I miss the old NBA of guys going down the middle and trying to take your head off and dunking on them instead of pulling up a half court and shooting a three-point, which is amazing that they could do that. It's just after a while, I was like, all right, this is boring. It's just a jump shot league. That, that's just me, I guess, as an old man, whatever. But I, I think the product for baseball isn't as good as it used to be. No, stra- strawberry. So one time me and a buddy – now, granted, we were both working all day, so we were tired. But we went down to Reds game one night, and we they were, like, losing one nothing. It was a close game. And in the sixth inning, him and I looked at each other like, this is like the most boring thing we've ever seen. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I hate to feel this way because I w- I started out as a huge Reds fan as a kid. I mean, the 1999 team where we lost to the Mets oh. with Outlider. I, I know I'm supposed to not say that. I was at, the, I was at that playoff game. Oh, oh. dude. I, so after that game, I said, Dan, I hate the Mets. He's like, Greg, we, if we lived in New York, you would love the Mets. No, I'd love the Yankees. I wouldn't like the Mets. But, <laughs> but, but, yeah. but like I say, when we got Griffey, when I was in the seventh grade, people got to remember here, this is before iPhones were out. I would have to sneak on the school's computer every single day knowing when we got Griffey. I mean, that was one of my favorite moments as a sport oh, yeah. in my entire life. The, I'm yeah. sure you remember the day where you were the day we got Griffey. Absolutely. I, mean, I was I'm, ecstatic we got him and then didn't realize Carl Linder only wanted to pay two players. He yeah. wanted to pay Barry Larkin and Ken Griffey Jr. expected us to come watch a, sorry, a crappy product with two Hall of Famers. That's, uh, that's another whole story. I mean, that's the problem. See that that's another thing that Reds fans have had a problem with is now we had back-to-back owners who well, well Linder never wanted to spend money on anybody. No. Now, uh, Castellini has, but then he then he doesn't. <laughs> you right. know? Well, yeah. 
Well, Strawberry, so this is what Reds fans, like two Reds fans come at me with all the time. Well, Greg, you have to understand, they're a small market team. There's no salary cap in baseball. There's salary cap in the NFL. But, you know, I was talking to Santori about that one time. Santori's like, Greg, even though there's a salary cap in the NFL, I mean, you look at the Rams, for example, there's ways of working around yes. it. You can work around it, yes. There, there, there just is and all that. There, there, we're not going to go out there and be the, the Yankees and the Dodgers and give you know, you know know everybody you know, $100, $100 million, $300 million. We're not going to do that. I understand that. We don't have to. We, I mean, I just want to – if these young guys work out, which I hope they do, I want to keep them. Yes, <laughs> you know? That's keep- the thing. I want to keep them. Like, I understood Trevor Bauer. We couldn't pay him what the Dodgers paid. I understood that. Then go get another pitcher that's maybe, you know – I wouldn't say tier lower, but at least cheaper that, you know, could be a good quality pitcher for you. And they did right. nothing. Right. Exactly. And or you had somebody in the minor leagues ready to go, which they don't have that. Yeah. We just go all out and all that and stuff. And like, you know, my, my, my one buddy who confronted me says, why is it that you're just now getting on the reds, but you never got on the bangles for this. I'm like, I have never in my life ever heard Mike Brown say, where else are you going to go? I no. may have had disagreements at times, but I never once heard him say that. Oh, and Mike Brown could have said, I mean, there were people wearing bags in the stadiums, stadiums, there were people doing all kinds of protests, trying to Mike sell the team, which I mean, hey, I during the during the 90s, I was I was with him. I'm yeah. like, this is but, ridiculous. But, but have you ever heard him say, where else are you gonna no. go? No, I mean, wait, no, no, no. He cared, he cared about I believe he like you know, like the one old saying, I, I'm tired of it. I, I literally quit talking to a friend of mine because of this. When he said, Oh, Mike Brown doesn't care about winning. That's not that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. He I believe he cared about winning, but he just thought of it doing it in his own philosophy and all that. But with the last couple of years, he's like, Okay, we need to change the philosophy, which has worked and all that and stuff. But he but you can't say he didn't care about winning, he just cared about winning. In his own, he wants to do it by his philosophy. He never wants those said, Where else are you going to go? Yeah, I think I think Mike always wanted to win. I just don't think he knew how. Yeah, you know, I, I think that because because if I don't, you probably don't remember this, but I remember when we used to have uh, Plan B free agents. That was the first yeah. installment of free agents. That's how we lost Max Montoya to the, the right. back then the Los Angeles uh, Raiders, yeah. and I was very sad because Max Montoya was one of my favorite players, and Paul Brown voted against that. So it, Paul Brown, his dad, was never for free agency so so all that stuff that paul brown wasn't for you know mike brown wanted to honor his dad so that's another reason i think he was dragging his feet when it comes to 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 player empowerment giving the players more stuff more you know just taking care of the players more than you know they used to not that they treated the players bad but let's be honest you know back when they you drafted the player you had their rights you can do whatever the hell you wanted with them and the players had no no say so and and uh, Paul Brown was was used to that. That's the way it was. And it all changed after he passed away and we got free agency and Mike Brown did not change with the times. I mean, so I think he wanted to win. He just wanted to try to do it the way his dad taught him how to do it. And that didn't work in modern football. Finally, Katie and Elizabeth and all them talked him into it, changed his mind or whatever. You know, it's funny you say that. You know, you know who NFL agent Lee Steinberg is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the, the, the ESPN did a document about that. And back in the day, Owners had the right to tell you cannot hire an agent. And th- there was a documentary that did about that where Pat McAnally was represented by Lee Steinberg and he tried to talk to Mike Brown. And he and all Mike Brown said to him was, Hey, he can represent himself. Goodbye. Yeah. And all that. <laughs> Back in the day, you were allowed to do that as an owner. But nowadays, players have more freedom to hire agents and all that and stuff now. And like you said, he had to, you know, it's the whole thing. You just had to adapt. That's the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. It's just like this, this, and Fox said exactly what I've been saying. I think we build a good hometown players and then we trade them away that's what i think all reds fans 
are in fear that's going to happen. Because I mean, I there's a couple guys at work who love the Reds, love baseball, and they want to yeah. talk to all the time. And I'm in a little group chat with them about it. And and I said that, and I told him, I said that's that's for me. That's the part that it's going to irritate me if, if they th- this all works and I start getting into the to the to the team again, get to know the players and all this stuff. And then we don't sign them or we trade them away. It's kind of like you're you're doing it again. You're going to rip the, the carpet out from under the Reds fans, which is literally what they did after the 2021 20, season. We, you know, that we're done. We're, and there was no, re- I mean, this and the whole thing with what they say they don't have any money. It's they do have money. No, they don't have Los Angeles Dodgers, New York Yankees. No, they don't right. have that type of money. They have money. And that, that I get tired of hearing. And the thing is, if they're so damn poor, then show us. If you're legitimately losing yes. money, then show us. Yes. I don't think you're losing money. Yeah, exactly. But that's and that what everybody, like even the Reds fans, I come at my Reds friends and say, oh, look what he says here. Well, Greg, he's just telling the truth. Look, I may be naive and all that, but if I'm an owner, that is the last thing I would ever want to do is settle for mediocrity. I don't even care if I know it's true. I'm going to do everything in my power to get above that next level and not be willing to settle for mediocrity. You know, I mean, maybe that's just me being naive. I don't know the whole business side of it, but never in my life would I ever say to some, someone, be happy where you're at. Uh, just like, you know, it's like going to a restaurant or something and I order food and this is the only restaurant in town. And I tell the owner, well, like this food is not cooked right. Where else are you going to go? That's exactly what it's like in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why it's so much fun being a bouncer because I mean, yeah. for so many years, like I said, I, I was in my teenage 20, 20 years old, you know, in the nineties. And then I was married when they when Marvin Lewis and all that was here, and we never won a playoff game. And now we are, are to where we're at now. So I mean, it yeah. can't. There are there is hope for the Reds. I mean, if I mean, oh yeah. Look, in 1995, if you would have told me, you know, in, in 2023 or 2022, the Bengals would have went the back to back AFC Championship games, I would have like, are you serious? I, I I wouldn't even believed you. So it can happen. I believe the Reds can do it, and I do I do understand that the path that they're on. It's just they got to stick with it, and they got to get it right. If they if they miss on these these youngsters, then you're screwed. Well, so uh, Strummer, let me ask you this: David Bell, do you think he's had? Do you think he's had enough chances, or do you think he just hasn't had a fair chance at all? He, uh, I go back and forth with him to be honest. When he first started as manager, I was not a big fan of his, but I think in 2021, he really changed my mind. I think he because in 2020 I was irritated with him. I think they should have fired him because he didn't have that team ready to play. 2021, he did because that team had a ginormous hole in it, and it was called the bullpen. And he got that team to play and got that team to be in the race the entire season. So I gave him credit for that. Now, last two years, what the hell is he supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, you got kind of. I mean, you're not yeah. giving him anything. What's he supposed to do? Yeah, you know, Pete Rose said it the best one time in an interview. He said, "Why did the Bengals do so well?" The last year, you win the Super Bowl because they had talent. Exactly. You, you need talent. I mean, that's the thing with David Bell. So I go back and forth too, but it's like last two years, say if we had Barry Larkin, who people wanted this mantra, would he have done anything different? I mean, no, nobody would because because you don't have the talent. I mean, you literally no. don't. I mean, no. right now, I, I, all, right, all right. So who do you think, who is the starting nine for, for the Cincinnati Reds? I mean, you got India at second, Vado, if, well, if he comes back or when he comes back at first. Stevenson catching. I don't know after no. Then who you got? I, I don't, I don't know. Like I, <laughs> like strawberry. I I feel so guilty. It's just that that really hit me. I know I should get over it and all, but I'm sorry. That was as a Cincinnati sports fan my entire life. That hit me. That is like a as of right now. It's a very permanent 
permanent hit to the face to me right now. That's a very permanent thing that was hit that really hit me. And I, I, I hope my love for the Reds comes back. But as a, and I will never ever hate the Reds. It's just when man, the people get frustrated. Frustrated, I'm frustrated, frustrated man, and yeah. I'm tired of it. Now, I don't, I don't agree with Ken here. It's hard to find baseball talent. That's not true. Right? That's you not you true. can find baseball talent. You just gotta, you you gotta have the scouting and development for it. It's the thing is, you can get talented guys. Look at if the you Cardinals. Don't, if you Look don't, at the yeah. Cardinals who have lost right. over the years. They've replaced him. People called them nuts for signing Yadier Molina over the Keep America Pools. Did they, the Cardinals man stay consistent? And I hate the Cardinals. Fifteen years. I mean, I can't. Right, Cardinals. I can't stand them, but they're doing it right. Yeah. I I, I wish the Reds were more like them. So that's where. That's what, and that's another small market team. And so that's where I'd say don't don't give me this crap that you they don't plead poor all the time. That that's not true. You see the, the Cardinals do it. You see, I mean, you see other teams that build these these teams up, and, and like look at the Tampa Bay Rays and my wife's team. I mean, my brother-in-law tells me all the time. He goes, he goes, yeah, we let guys go. We have more people to come up. That's what the Reds have to do, and it can be done. You're not going to hey. hit on everybody, but you got. But if you're going to go down this route. Which, if you're a smart baseball team, you should. You should develop, draft and develop players. You should go down this route. You know, Money. but you, you have to hit on them, and that, that's the thing. Look at Billy Bean in Oakland, man, what he had to work with over the years. With the whole Moneyball situation, everybody thought he was nuts. Now, I know he didn't win a World Series, but at least he was competing. Right. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it is, it's just frustrating because I, I yeah. want, I, look, I, I guess I would love to watch the Reds win the World Series again, and, and that, that's—I'll put it this way: this is a question I like to put in the chat for me, and I, I know my own answer because I've already seen <laughs> seen one team win. Yeah, which would you rather see: the Reds win the World Series or the Bengals win the Super Bowl? Bengals Super Bowl, Reds yeah. over yeah. World Series. That's my simple answer. Yeah, I want a Bengals Super Bowl because I've already seen the Reds win a World Series. It's awesome. I want to see the Bengals win. I want to see them both win. To be honest, yeah. I mean, I, hell, I want the Bearcats to win a national championship. You know, yeah. I, I want all my teams to win. And, yeah. and the thing is. You don't to, to to get this this town back. You don't have. To, I mean, yes, going to the playoffs every year it would definitely be better. But you, you can't just go out there and lose a hundred games. I mean, you, you got they've get for this town that for for the Reds to have any hope of getting this town back, they have got to show some kind of improvement this year, where the fans can grasp onto something like, okay, here's there's there's something there's something to this team. Right? We, we we might be on the right right path. You know that has to happen if they don't get it. It's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to go bad. No, no, Strawberry, absolutely, man. Like, like I said, you know, you know, and I try to put myself in my uncles and everybody else's shoes. The older age demographic still likes to live by the Reds. Let's face it. If we're in the red, big revenue right now, we would just be, we would just be like ecstatic. Like, I'm like, I, if I got to see the big red machine play, I would talk about it for the rest of my life. I mean, I'll talk about the Bengals right now for the rest of my life with Joe Burrow in, in a heartbeat to anybody. I mean, like I say. I get it. They live by that. And baseball was America's pastime back then. But clearly, we can all agree. I think football's up here. I don't even know what the second sport behind football is. I guess basketball. NBA, but like, yeah. Football's up here. And down here, I think, is everybody else. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I used to be a huge NBA fan. Yeah. I still I still like my Cavs. That's the only Cleveland team I, I, I like. I root for them. Right. Yeah, NBA back 80s, 90s, is no, it's so much. For me, it's so much better than it is now. I, it's, now oh. it's just a jump shot league. I, I it's, I mean, it's boring to watch for me. I mean, the playoffs, I think, are, are a whole different thing. Those are, that's kind of fun. But a regular NBA, it's all uh, about three point shooting now. And I like yeah. three point 
shooting, but I just think yeah. it's a great point shooting. Contest. Well, that's the same thing we said with the, the shift and swinging for defenses all the time. It, it's it's changed, but you know, right. I, I don't think for the better. That's just that's just my opinion. No, 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 no. I liked watching when I, when I was a little kid, but. All right, I'm not gonna lie to you. I rooted against Michael Torrey because as a little kid, I got tired of seeing him win. So I was a Carl Malone, I was a JS fan, and all that, and I would just get heartbroken. But now, when I look back on it, I'm like, what was I thinking? This is the goat, baby. He's the goat. And after what? No, when that Bulls documentary came out, you know, I'll be. Oh, I'll, yeah. I, I always thought LeBron was better than Jordan, but after watching that Bulls documentary, I'm like, Greg, what were you thinking? Well, that's that's the other problem I have with the NBA. These guys all. Yeah, I'll say Barkley. Barkley's the only one I, I know that left teams. Barkley didn't yeah. leave. Bird didn't. Magic didn't. Nope. Isaiah didn't. Jordan didn't. I mean, Carl Malone didn't. I mean, well, he, he toward the end he did. I, he went to Lakers. I th- I yeah, but but I was toward the end of scrub. But that's the thing is like those guys like nah, screw you. We're not going to join up to go beat everybody. Which that's just I don't know. That's just like a a sissy way to go get a championship. That's why Kevin. Sorry, Kevin Durant joined the Golden State Warriors was just really. I'm like you. Did, and the thing is, Oklahoma almost beat them the year before that. You took them to game seven. You almost beat them. Then, yep, ah, screw it. I'm gonna blow this up. I'm gonna go with them. I was like, where's your competitive fire? Where's your competitive nature? And I'm like, I remember Jordan. Jordan even said, "I would never in my life call Magic and Larry. I right. wanted to beat those guys. Yes, I wanted That's... to beat them." I'm not gonna lie to you, Strawberry. When LeBron left Cleveland and joined the Heat, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was fired up. Because, like, I never thought Cleveland did what they needed to do to support LeBron. So, at the time, I supported. But after LeBron, uh, Bosch, and Wade joined together, it, it just went chaos right after that. Like you said. Well, that's what – I mean, honestly, that move changed everything in the NBA. That, you know I mean? Well, I, to be honest, the Celtics created the first super team. But they, they traded for the guys. It wasn't like they yeah. all got together on a beach and said, hey, you know, in three years when our contracts all come up, we're going to go to the same team. or Which they did. That's what they did, whatever they had that. Yeah, meeting or whatever they 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 all had planned out from the get go. I don't care what you say; it's obvious <laughs> that's right. what they did. So right. and that that's the part that, that changed the whole NBA for me. And I mean, I was ticked because, like I said, I was like a Cleveland fan, and I agree with you that the Cavaliers could never get that other. Oh, LeBron is one more, like one more superstar. Jordan got Pippen. Jordan Jordan didn't win anything until Pippen got there. So yes. I mean, you you gotta give credit to Scottie Pippen. So I mean, oh no, just Scottie Pippen. I mean, I mean, he's always gonna be remembered. Is oh, that's Michael Jordan's like you know, sidekick and all that. When you watch Scottie Pippen, man, one of the best, maybe the best defensive guys in the perimeter and all that of all time. I mean, Scottie Pippen, and those years without Jordan, he was like one of the top players in the league, and he still wasn't. Oh, oh yeah, I, I mean, I, mean it, it, I can argue in their in their championship years that Scottie Pippen was the second best player in the NBA uh, dur- during those years. I mean, he, he was on the all defensive team. Uh, he's making all stars. I mean, he he's he was every I almost say everybody as good as Jordan, yeah, but he could do everything Jordan could do, but Jordan did it better, let's be honest. But I no. mean they, they both they both were, you know, you know, Jordan's here, Pippen's here, it's a big gap, but still I, I think uh, during the championship games, Pippen was the second best player. And that's the thing with the Cavs, they never could get anybody uh no. for LeBron. Uh, no, know. exactly. I tell you what, that one year against the Warriors. When Kyrie was hurt, I think Deladova was the second best player behind LeBron. I'll give LeBron credit, man. He almost came this close to forcing the Warriors into Game Seven. I tell you, one of the best championships ever is when LeBron and, and the Cavs were were down by the were down by the Warriors, and they made that huge comeback down three games to none. That you could argue that may have been the best story in the NBA of all time. Man. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting one. I, I haven't heard anything about this yet, but King uh, 
Ken's bringing up, he said, what's the status of the improvements on Paycor Stadium? I haven't heard anything. They did some drawings and stuff at the beginning of the year. Um, I don't think anything can – I mean, nothing can really happen until 2025. We're getting close up, up on it. That's when the stadium lease is up. Mm-hmm. I think they got to figure out what they want to do and how they're going to pay for it. And there's still fans here in Cincinnati that don't want to pay for a stadium that we're still been paying for. So, I mean, hopefully but they can figure something else out. But, Strawberry, you can agree with me on this, speaking since that got brought up. I mean, Burrow couldn't have come at the right time. And oh, all. absolutely not. I mean, hey, that was- my take is, here's my take. Maybe I'm just naive. I don't know how this works. We get the ring of honor. We get, because of Burrow, we get the fr- a freaking practice field and all that. And, and, and this is just me saying, if I knew I wanted to leave Cincinnati, why would I waste my time doing all this right now? If I knew I was not going anywhere, out of here, I wouldn't. Even, why would I waste my time wanting to build a practice field or right. start the Ring of Honor? Yeah, you know? exactly. The, the Bengals are not leaving, and, and uh, to be honest, I mean, my son's like, he wants to, like Ken said in the chat, he wants them to have a dome stadium and put it somewhere else. I personally hope they never no. put the stadium anywhere else. Just keep fixing that one up because no. it's in the perfect spot on the river right next to, to the yeah, banks. Exactly. And I don't really want. No. I'm not a big. I mean. The only advantage of having a dome stadium is we could technically host events, you know, yeah. which that would be nice. We could host maybe a Final Four or stuff like that. But I still don't know if even if we have that. I don't know if the city of Cincinnati is big enough for hotels and all this other stuff that we have. I would like to get the damn draft, though. That would be cool. That would be a draft here sometime. I think we could do that. Yeah, I, I'd be there. I'd be there in a heartbeat for the draft. Yeah. I mean, we could do that down at the banks. You could do it at the convention right. center. Uh, Paul Brown State. I mean, that would be really cool to have the draft sometime. No, no, so, a couple of years ago, were you at the New Jersey reveal a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I was like six in line and all that stuff, man. I got there like at six in the morning and there was like five people in front of me. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not the only crazy one here. <laughs> no, there's a lot. Uh, that was there. so cool. When they got, I mean, the New Jersey reveal, that couldn't come at a better time with Joe Burrow. You just wonder if all this was planned when they knew they got their guy, Joe Burrow, and all that. I think they had this all planned out when they knew they officially got Joe Burrow. Do you well, agree with that? Yeah, I mean, getting Joe Burrow changed everything. I mean, and, and, yeah. to be, and to be honest, I've said this on the show before, the only time I have ever rooted against the Bengals in my entire life was in, in 2019, I think it was, the, the last game against Miami. I'm like, you've got to lose. And Andy Dalton sliding in there for a touchdown <laughs> going, yeah, I'm like, no! <laughs> like, I want to get Joe Burrow! No, strawberry. No. We were up. We were down by sixteen with like under two minutes left. I thought it I'm was like, over, dude. I thought it was I'm over. Like, I'm like, I'm like celebrating. I'm like, okay, okay, don't freak out, Greg. I'm like, okay, well it's fourth down. Okay, incomplete pass. I'm like, pass interference on Tyler Eifert. I'm like, oh shut up. Then Burrow throws that hail mary in the end zone. Eight or nine Dolphins players around Tyler Eifert. He catches, and then they need to go for the two. Bro, Burrow's going out of the pocket. He's going to do something stupid. I'm like, it was, oh, it was, it was, it was, it was the grill. It was the grilled cheese sandwich. You keep saying yeah, Burrow. Really? Grilled cheese sandwich. And my dad, you know, remember when Boyd was hurt during that final play? I'm like, I wanted to be like Nikki saying to Rocky, down, stay down, and all that and stuff. And I'm like, no, Boyd, stay down. Get out. No, no, I know. I know. We all work. No, no, like, but I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. But no, no, I'm even like, but like, and I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to win. But it's like, you know, no, my dad called me and I'm like, dad, I'm not talking. I can't talk right now. Just leave me alone. And, and like, you know, that was the only time in my life. I mean, but Strawberry. I was, oh, God. Was it worth it? Oh, absolutely. It was worth it. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I saw because I remember I was talking to so many people. I said, and, and, and I know I, to me, it's pretty obvious. I'm like, Joe Burrow is going to be the next Tom Brady. 
He's been yes. next Joe Montana. I was like, I saw, I mean, I remember, like, I still remember this. They played the first game of the season that year. It was, it was week zero yeah. against Tennessee. And I'd forgotten. I mean, I knew Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow was thinking about coming to the University of Cincinnati, which thank God he didn't. I mean, I, I would have loved him here, but he went to LSU. That was a perfect place for him to go. And once I saw him play against Texas, I'm going, ooh, I think LSU's finally got a quarterback. Yeah. And then we sucked, you know, and then the Alabama game, I, I watched that one and I'm like, okay, I want us to lose every single freaking game because I want that guy on my team. I want that guy as my quarterback. No, that it, was my argument with, with everybody, with Andy yeah. Dalton. Everybody said, we got to get a new quarterback. We got to get a new quarterback. I'm like, who? Like, we're going to playoff games. We're, we're not winning them. I understand that, but we're going. We're having winning teams. You can't draft. Uh, most likely, you can't draft a quarterback, you know, that's going to replace him. And I, I, dude, I will never forget this. There's a guy at work. We drafted uh, a, a, what, what was the quarterback a- from Alabama? Who? AJ McCarron. Yeah, AJ McCarron. Yeah. He's like, oh, there's a new Bengals starting quarterback. I said, are you serious? He's like, yeah, he played great in Alabama. I said, Alabama runs the ball 90% of the time. I said, what's AJ McCarron do? And I can't tell you how many people I had to deal with. I had two guys who were saying, even when Dalton was having that MVP year before he got hurt, uh, even before he got hurt, people were like, well, you need to give McCarron a chance at least. Andy Dalton's having an MVP year, and you want to bench for McCarron. And look, when Dalton got hurt, McCarron did a great job filling in. But, yeah, but, he, but Andy Dalton still was better. <laughs> and you know what, Strawberry, here's my question. And I, I tell this other guy, what did McCarron do after he left? And you know what he tells me? This is the lamest excuse ever. Well, the Bengals ruined him. How did the Bengals ruin him? <laughs> I mean, that's your best. That's your best answer. <laughs> what did they do to ruin them? What did we do to ruin them? Damn you, Cleveland Browns and your stupid fax machine. Right, it's, it's, the Brown, it's the Browns' fault. We could we try. They tried to trade them to the Browns, and the Browns screwed that up. It wasn't the Bengals. That stupid fax machine, Cleveland. <laughs> Who the hell uses a fax machine anymore? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who the, what the hell? <laughs> Like, oh, my goodness. Like, geez, well, only the Browns could screw it up. <laughs> yeah, only the Browns. I mean, that's just comical. You just can't make that up, though, can you? Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. another thing here we, we could bring up, too, for that everything lined up perfectly for the Bengals here is, is like, Kenny brings up the debate, Chase oh. or school. And the thing, I, I will say this. I was devastated when Jackpot tore his knee out. Yeah. Tore his knee out. But if he doesn't. They were starting to click. We were going. I think we had a shot going eight eight that year. To be honest, we were starting yeah. to cl- click. We oh would have not gotten Jamar Chase. That yeah. would have not happened. No. So it was a blessing in disguise to get. So, the, the, so like you said, Greg, everything just freaking for once in a, the Bengals history, everything lined up to get two of the most elite. I mean, could be. I think they're going to be Hall of Fame players and back to back drafts as your number one pick. Yeah. Is is that doesn't happen to the Bengals? Yeah. And it did. And Thank God the Bengals are taking advantage of it. That's the thing that they're doing so well is yeah. they know what they have and they're striking while the iron is hot. That's yeah. that's the best thing that they're, that they're doing. And Strawberry, funny story about the whole Chase situation. I knew when Chase was dropping passes in camp. I know like the people I knew that wanted offensive linemen yeah. were like, saying to me, "So what's this? I hear Chase not catch." I'm like, "Oh, here we go. I don't want to <laughs> all that." And when Chase, and like you know, I, I put something on Facebook one time how excited I was for Chase and a family member of mine chimed in and said this was one of the worst drafts ever the Bengals mistakes they ever made chase oh, that's receiving the draft i'm like you know what i'm gonna clip this and save this and i came back at my mom wasn't too happy with me i'm like 
No, when you fire the first shot at me, I'm coming right back at you. He's getting in fights with his family about it. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you're blood in my family. I will fight you and all that. It, it's sort of like, you know, like I say, I don't forget stuff like that. It, but I knew after the Super Bowl, when Burrow got sacked and, was wide, and Chase was wide open, I knew people were going to, my one family member said, well, I told you they would have drafted, they should have drafted Sewell. And I'm like, he was freaking open. Yeah, no, no, because like Dalton got sacked. I'm like, would Panace, we was like, well, we could have drafted another receiver in the second round. No, we couldn't. The reason I wanted Chase, because he had the chemistry with Burrow. That's the main reason why I wanted Chase. I Don't get me wrong. I wanted offensive lineman. Panace would have been a, a right tackle. Yeah, exactly. So, Panace came tackle. on the left side. <laughs> that's where the sack came from. Yeah, Exactly. I mean, that, that's just the kind of – look, I have no issue if someone disagrees with me, but if you make an argument like that where you don't know the facts, that's when I get angry, or that's when I go into savage mode. <laughs> that's why you're That's why you're a big savage. Yeah. Big savage, you're afraid to get a fight with nobody. Nobody. Uh, Pork, <laughs> Porkchop says, uh, you're reading my mind right now, Ice. These are the things I've been saying. Destiny lined up everything perfectly for us. And now we will rule the AFC for this decade. Let's effing go. Who day? Yeah, who day? And that's, and that's the thing we're rolling into. We'll just roll into to the Bengals this this coming season. I know we got a lot of stuff going on in the offseason, but this coming mm-hmm. season where I think the, the Bengals need to make it a priority to win the number one seed. You need to yeah. get out there and, and not start out 0-2. We need to start out like you know, 5-0, 9-0, and I, and Greg, I hope to God they put us on Thursday night in Burrowhead and we whoop their ass the night they get their banner and all this stuff. That sorry, Chiefs fans, you were given to. And that's the funny thing. Chiefs fans are, are like upset with, with everybody that does it. Like this whole narrative that the Chiefs are underdogs is complete bullshit. Oh my. <laughs> I'm like, you were the number one seed from the get go. <laughs> like, yeah. how you were, the, you literally had the number one seed, you had yeah. home field advantage, but. You guys are or, or the underdogs, which is bull crap. And this, this is the part that just drives Bengals fans. Look, I've had guys at work that ask me, like, why are Bengals fans so hurt about the Super Bowl? I said, because they literally gave them the game. They literally gave the calls. went Every call went the Chiefs way in both games. So, and, and the Chiefs, and Travis Kelsey apparently said something at the parade. I didn't pay attention to it. And he's really starting to piss me off because he's a Bearcat, and I love him. And, but he ain't shut the hell up. You guys did not dominate anybody. You barely won both games. You won both games by a field goal, both of them. And literally, it came down to a play at the end that went your way. So this whole narrative that they're the underdogs and nobody believed in us, like, you're crazier than hell. Strawberry, you know, from watching that uh, Jordan documentary or something, I, I, I don't know if it was the Pistons, we need to look at the Chiefs and the Detroit Pistons. Our focus needs, like you said, besides number one, number one seed, needs to be on Kansas City. That should be our main focus oh, yeah. on the top of the rock right now. That literally should be – I mean, obviously, you have to look at the other teams, but we literally – that should be our main focus for next year. Yeah. I, that's I – mean, and the thing is, like, right now we got to get people signed, and I I really want to have, hopefully, an elite line this year. I really hope that the, the yeah. Bengals get a right tackle. If you don't, maybe you put Jackson Carmen over there or something because L is not going to be ready, I don't think, at the beginning of the season. Uh, and who knows how healthy he's going to be? Yeah, those are things. The offseason to me is you got to get that. Obviously, got to get Burrow signed. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's going to be a very interesting offseason, and I'm here for it. I, and I, I don't, I don't want you, but I don't think they're going to 
be as heavy in free agency as they have been the last couple of years, especially not I only say big names. We've never signed big names. We always signed under right. the radar guys that I mean, we signed Cheetah Bay. Uh, he was under I never heard of the, uh, of the guy, and he's another no, corner. I mean, dude, we, they've, they've, Duke Tobin and, and, and Zach and the coach and the sky have just killed it the last couple of years, uh, and that's where I think yeah. they're going to do it again th- this year. Oh yeah, you know, I, I had another family member and his and another guy tell me and all that that was the stupid decision we made letting William Jackson walk. We should never let that happen. How'd that work out? I'm like, well, William yeah. Jackson inconsistent. One time I posted on Twitter. One time I did not was not being me. I just did facts. Like PFF scores, William Jackson's score was like under 40. Eli Apple, uh, Mike Hilton, Awusie all had higher scores than he did by far. That's all I posted. One guy says to me, why are you picking on William Jackson? I'm like, how am I picking on William Jackson? I'm just posting a fact. I wasn't trying to insult anybody. I'm just posting facts. That's all I was doing. Okay. For, no, the Bengals are not leaving Cincinnati. And no. I, neither one of us said that. He, no. Do you guys really think the Bengals leave Cincinnati? No, they're not leaving Cincinnati. Uh, that's that's no, I don't. It's if, a you think, if, if you think we're saying that, then you you, you we uh didn't didn't clarify it enough. No, no. they're not leaving. <laughs> they have a they have their their lease on the on the stadium is up in twenty twenty five, and they got to figure out how to do uh, to, to to extend it, and they got to uh, update the stadium. But no, yeah. they are not going anywhere. Like you no. said, they're not building a practice bubble. They're not doing a Ring of Honor. They're not doing all this other crap. If they're planning on leaving, they ain't leaving. Exactly. That's like me bringing a suitcase into somewhere. And if I knew I was leaving, I wouldn't unpack my suitcase or anything and all that. When you have everything spread out around here. I mean, come on, let's think realistic here. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like I said, I mean, it's going to be interesting this year because I mean, like uh, Ken said here, you got, we're going to let Jesse Bates go. Well, I think is obvious. We can't sign everybody. No. I mean, I, I think four guys that in my, that I have bookmarked that most likely won't be here. One's Jesse Bates. I don't know if they'll sign Pratt. I, I'd like to, but I don't, that's why I think we had drafted all those linebackers yeah. to replace them. And then I think cut, two guys you could, could cut potentially is Joe Mixon and L. Collins. Those are the four guys as of right now that I don't think will be back to, to hopefully sign everybody else. Cause I want to get Hayden Hurst back. Uh, we got to extend Joe. We got to extend Chase or, yeah. or, or T. I mean, this year now, the, now Joe and T are not free agents this year. They got one more year con- left on the contract, but you got to sign them. And uh, there's so many other, like we literally don't have a, a, a tight end under contract right now. <laughs> we have to get somebody well, well, well Strawberry, you look at the draft, look how well it's set up for the Bengals by need. Running back, tight end, offensive line, pass rush. It's a deep class for all those that we have needs in. I mean, this works out in our favor this year. Really yeah. we yeah, do we can... nail it on the draft this year and all that. I mean, you look at the Chiefs, man, they nailed it on literally every single draft pick. Pacheco was a seventh round pick. And every time he had the ball against the Bengals, that guy was driving me nuts. Uh, you know, so like I say, we we have an opportunity here to really ace this draft, in my opinion. I really do think. Yeah, we- I, I really think now more. Like I said, I've started to do a little bit deeper dive, listening to other people mm-hmm. and stuff like like, like you, you. You do a lot of draft stuff that, that's a big uh, uh, depth for running back and also tight end. Yeah. So uh, I think if you can get one of the two right tackles, either mm-hmm. I always forget their names, the kid out of Ohio State or the one out of uh, Tennessee. Juan Jones and the other one is oh. Uh, the kid from Tennessee, I think his name is. I forget his name, but yeah, I know who you're talking yeah, about. One of those two. And I, I think I might be leaning more toward the guy from Tennessee. If yeah. you get him at 28, I think you got a shot at getting one of these tight ends at, at, at 60. Uh, oh. Or or you, you pack yourself to move up to go get one. And yeah. then you come back and you get a running back in the third round. Mm-hmm. You got we still that that still leaves a DB. We need to get DBs in there too. So maybe, 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 maybe you take a, a DB in the the 
uh, third round and a running back in the fourth round or fifth round. I mean, some right there. Cause I mean, I, I, again, I love Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. but I just think you can get some RJP Ryan who does basically the same thing. He's a better pass blocker. You can go get a running back to back him up in, in, in the draft. Yeah. And maybe sign somebody, you know, a little cheaper uh, from uh, other organizations. I, that's just the way it seems like it's going to go. Yeah, you, you know, Starbury, we kind of discussed this one time, what position they could double down on. I could see them double downing on running backs. I, I literally think it could be a possibility if that could. And they I, could, yeah. I mean, double down meaning like, you know, like third and maybe fourth or, or, or fifth round. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe and, and third, that, seventh round. There's a guy you know that it could be another Pacheco type of guy. Go for it. That could also punt return or something like receiver. I could see us getting a receiver in the middle rounds. You know, a slot guy that could, like you said, they could also punt return or something. Yes, yeah, so we need to get also, that. You know, we, need, we need we need a punt return. We we need to make some noise on on the punt returning. Yeah. Now, do you know do you know this guy? Uh, Ken here saying ice. Look up uh, Ty, Tyron Evans at running back. Do you know uh, No, I don't. Like I say, I do. I, like Dale, Kieran, those guys are on the money right now. Looking up the draft prospects. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, I got to start really start doing my research, which I like yeah. doing. I love draft, Tom. I mean, oh yeah, me too. I treat the draft more better than I treat Christmas. I mean, the day of the like, what? to me is like Christmas. What? Oh, I get all excited because you don't know what you're getting. You know, besides Joe Burrow that one year, it's like it's that present you don't know what you're getting. You know, you, yeah, I was I was pork chop on this one. He said Dale's really been selling him on the tight end out of Georgia. And honestly, yesterday Dale, I'm I'm I, I still like Michael Mayer, but I I do I do like that. Now my my problem is I just don't know how many right tag. I just know all I know is the two right taggers I've talked about. Mm-hmm. And 60 might be hard to get uh, a, a right tackle there. At 28, you probably get one. And at 28, you probably can get a, a good tight end. Because if we sign Hayden Hurst, you know, which I'm hoping we do, yeah. we got to get our tight end. If we have Hayden Hurst and uh, another quality no. tight end from college, that's pretty good right there. Yeah, you know, exactly. And the thing with that Georgia guy is, He's a project player. I just normally it's not a good idea, in my opinion, to go project first round. Maybe the earliest, in my opinion, is so round. Now the guy looks tempting. The guy's a the guy did a great job. Don't get me wrong. That's just a remember Marcus Hunt in the second round. Remember, and they even said they wanted the honey badger and all that. Marcus Hunt, I thought was gonna be like an I remember in hard knocks, even like Mike Zimmer said he looks like JJ Watt out there. I thought he was gonna be a huge difference maker, and he just no. He did better when he went to the Colts. He he did a little bit better, but you look at came that, back here and sucked again. <laughs> exactly, came back here and didn't didn't do anything. But like I say, the project players, I would not really draft till maybe the at the earliest, maybe the third round. Exactly. All right, Greg, we've been on for about an hour. I'm going to jump on another podcast here. I think it's Jungle, the Jungle Podcast. I think it's the name of it. I'll be doing it here at seven o'clock. So make sure you guys check that out. What do you guys got going on on Rally here this week? Um, rally as of right now, we're just, we're just doing Mondays at seven as of right now, you know, we're just talking Bengals off season and maybe when red season come around, talk some reds and all that. But yeah, we're, as of right now, we're just on rally. We're just on Mondays at, at seven as of right now. And then everybody, everybody can follow you on tw- Twitter for Greg, Greg Luther. Greg, yeah. My Twitter name is Gregor 09, G-R-E-G-O-R-0-9. There you go. Well, Greg, I appreciate you hopping on today. Great. Let's do it again sometime. Who day, brother? Who day, bro? All right, guys, make sure you go out and follow Greg on Twitter and check out Rally. Those guys do a great job on there. You got him, Centauri, Bengal Dad, and Cincy James. They are awesome. They're on Monday nights. Go check them out. All right, let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of them.
They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. I think you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on face brand, face brand? <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handles at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. Basically, if you Google Sports with Strawberry Ice, all those should pop up, make it easier to find it. Uh, podcast, I'll be putting it out there. I got I'll be able to put it up yesterday's podcast. It'll be up later on tonight. It's on Beanpod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, you guys are amazing. 2,113 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Um, I'm kind of curious. I know everybody loves the Bengals talk. We're rolling into the offseason. I want to talk a, a ton of Bengals, but sometimes I want to talk Bearcats. Maybe I'll have some guys. Um, We'll do some Reds talk a little bit here. Hopefully, maybe if they're good um, or not. Just uh, if you guys got different topics or anything that you would um, like me to discuss or do a uh, deeper dive into, uh, just tweet me out or uh, uh, message me on Facebook and uh, just give me some ideas of what you guys would like to see on the show here in the next couple of months. I'd greatly appreciate it. Tomorrow, we're going to have the Godfather, Anthony Casenza, and also the U.S. Gambler from the U.S. Gambler, Jason Dietz, are going to be, hopefully Dietz will be on, because he was supposed to be on today. Uh, he was supposed to be on today, and Satori was supposed to be on today, but Satori got called into work, and Jason is sick. So my thanks to Greg for jumping on uh, with me. But like I said, tomorrow, Godfather uh, from Cincy Jungle, Anthony Gazette will be on. Jason Dietz from the U.S. Gambler will be on. So we'll talk some Bengals. We'll talk some betting. We'll talk some NFL. You know, maybe some betting on baseball or whatever you guys got going on coming up. Anyway, make sure you guys join tomorrow, and you're ready. And that's just sports, baby. See ya! Orange in the day, black in the night. Stripes in our veins, sparks gonna fly. Black and white, cause when the jungle come alive, who day we ignite in us? Cincinnati, we gon' rise in us. In the jungle, we unite in us. Dripping orange and black and white, who day when we fight, live and die in these stripes. Wake up the feast, every Sunday is a feast. Time to bust it off the leash. In the jungle, dripping heat, tigers strike the city streets. Black and white, we put it on our stripes. You-